Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. Uh, We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermons from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And again, we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. Well, welcome back to our weekly podcast with Dr. Stephen Kyle. He is back in the room discussing his sermon from uh, last Sunday. So, uh, Pastor Stephen, we looked at Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And uh, before we get started, I want to ask you, how, how many times have you preached over Romans chapter 8, verse 28? A few times. <laughs> A few times over 30 years of ministry. Uh, it is a uh, well. It's God's God's promise, God's guarantee, um, and uh, it's that's the a, title, by the way, if you're listening to this <laughs> podcast. The title is God's guarantee. Well, it's, it brings great hope yeah. in the in the midst of uh, suffering and uh, pain, and uh, you know, whenever whenever I found myself having to give a word to people, uh, I, I I'll never forget a pastor pastor a small little church in North Mississippi. Right after nine eleven, mm. preached Romans eight twenty eight. Yeah. Um, you know, here after a Category five hurricane, Romans eight twenty eight. Even with the the pandemic and having to shut our well, we did. We stopped in person services for I don't know six weeks. And you know, Romans eight twenty eight. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. Here we go. Romans eight twenty eight. Let's remember that God's still at work. And uh, God will God will bring something good out of this. Just draw near to Him, love Him, uh, be uh, you know have this persistent desire, man. I want to be more like Jesus. I'm trusting you. It's amazing to me, Ryan, how we always we always trust trust Him to save our souls, but we won't trust Him with the everyday. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to talk about that. Like I'm, I'm glad you said that. So um, our. You know, again, again, the title is you know God's guarantee. Like, and your first point was God's guarantee is legitimate. Like, it is a legitimate guarantee. Um, and you know, the proof is in God's character. The proof is in our experience. So, uh, I'll let you unpack that. Um, you know, as far as God's guarantee, yeah. Being legitimate. Well, it's not something that some preacher thought of right. somewhere. Right. It's not something that even the guy who wrote Romans, Paul. This is not. Pauline uh, theology. Uh, this is this is from God Himself. It's 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 true. Just as just as we can believe John three sixteen, we we can believe Romans eight twenty eight to be absolutely true. And uh, the points that were made or the proof is because whatever God says is it's true. It's as good as done. Uh, you know that the point is made. God God will not lie nor can he lie he right. has never lied that uh, we know the bible is different from any other any other piece of written literature that we have because it is not written it is alive it's the very words of god himself and so uh, we can we can trust it because of the very nature and character of god uh, it's God's not going to change his mind you know he's not going to sit there and say yeah 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 i know that whole guarantee i made you in romans 828 but 
I mean, we're living in 2021. Forget that. Yeah. Or 2022. Listen yeah, to me. We're, we're living in 2022. I still write the date, yeah. 2021, when I'm writing stuff. So Yeah, he's not going to say, yeah, forget it. I've changed my money. Yeah. We're not, they're not going to come out with a new updated Bible. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've, we've, we've changed a few. Well, people have, but God never will. Um, and, uh, you know, we know that we know that from him. Yeah. But we also know that from our own experience. Yeah. That anybody who's walked with Christ for any amount of time, you can you can go back to where you thought, man, this is the worst thing in the world. This is horrendous. What I'm having to go through and kind of like what, what I said in the message, while you probably never say, oh, goody, I'd love to go through that again. Right. You can look at the experience and you can look at how God worked and you can say, you know what, man, he did keep his word. Yeah. He brought something good out of that. And at the time, seriously, you're like, there's no way anything good can come of this. And yet God continues to keep his word, just saying, you know, hey, give it to me. Trust me with this. You keep your focus on me uh, and I'll, I'll accomplish something great. So you reference Philippians chapter one verse two. I'm sorry, chapter one verse twelve. And let me let me read it real quick for our listeners. It says, "I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me really served to advance the gospel." And that was kind of along your point of you know God God is working. Um, you know, verse twenty eight in Romans eight says that that he's he's working all things for the good. Um, so God is working. Paul knew it, like Paul saw it, and you know, I even I even put on here like he experienced it. Like Paul experienced God working in a drastic way in his life, even through all those things. And I think maybe sometimes we we don't always we don't always celebrate the fact that we've experienced what God's doing. I can see Paul as the Holy Spirit is giving him these words yeah. and he's He's writing Romans 8, 28. I can see him stopping, flipping his pen up in the air, <laughs> right, right. saying, my goodness, that's good. Yeah. That is good. <laughs> I'm good so stuff. glad my name's going to be yeah. tied to this book right here. Man, that is rich. <laughs> and because, uh, you know, yeah, he was there. He was in prison. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, only God could sit there and take right. m- my chains yeah. and bring about mm. eternal kingdom good and life change. Um, and it's just a great testimony. You know, here's the guy writing this and he's like, I've experienced y'all. I promise I've experienced it. And, you know, you think of whatever great moments that may have happened in your life and just how you can't wait to tell someone. And I can remember when I asked my wife to, to marry me over 24 years ago and she said, yes. And, I can remember going over to uh, the minister of music at my house or at his house. Uh, he was at the church that I was at then, and just saying, she said yes, right. she said yes. Uh, and now, you know, I, I I had a good idea she was going to say yes, or I right. wouldn't have asked her. But uh, <laughs> right. uh, you know, there there have been some other guys that kind of had a good idea and it didn't go well. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, just that excitement. I can see that with Paul just saying, listen, this is true. These are not just words on paper. I'm not just spewing some uh, philosophy here. I'm talking about real life, been there, done that. Yeah, uh, He is good. He'll work it. He'll work it for good in his glory if you just love him and you follow his calling in your life. Yeah, and if we if we look at Paul's writings, like it's evident 
that he was in love with Jesus. It's evident that he wanted to follow Christ in everything that he did. It's evident that he always pointed to Jesus. Like he, un- like I'm sitting here going, like he understood God's guarantee. Like he understood that it was a legitimate thing. Um, so your next, your next point was, you know, God's guarantee lacks nothing. Um, even in the, you know, in the, in the happy times and the hurtful times, um, it lacks, it lacks nothing. It's full in scope. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good word. So every situation, every experience in your life is inside this bubble of God's guarantee. Yeah, that's good. That I'll work it for your good and my glory for those that love me and are called according to my or, or actually the scripture reads and are the called according to my purpose. The uh so what he is saying is, hey, listen, there's not going to be anything that is going to be outside of that. Just trust me with this. Draw near to me. Uh, continue to have faith in me. Continue to keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. And uh, and and you know it's it's kind of a hard thing for us because we tend to equate we tend to equate okay something being good for us is something that uh, makes us happy, right? Or something that is free of pain. And yet. Here's God, and God's like, "Oh man, I know, I know that's painful. Right. I know, I know that hurts. Yeah, I'm a good, good father. I mean, I try to sit there and I try to, I try to put myself in, in well, not in His shoes, but I try to, I try to look at His fatherhood uh, the way I relate to my own children because I've been created in the very image of God, and you know, I just know how I feel when my own kids hurt and right. my own kids have to go through pain, and yet He's like, "You think that you're a good father?" You're nothing compared to how good of a father I am. So in my little, you know, uh, um, a finite mind trying to figure out the infinite ways of God and knowing how I relate to my own kids, God's not there in heaven or God's not sitting there saying, oh, man, I, I take great joy in the fact that they're hurting. I mean, God, God doesn't do that. What good father does? But the difference is. He can take that pain, and he can bring something beautiful about. Yeah. Um, and I would say pain that we have brought even upon ourselves mm. from foolish decisions. You know, we know that he is fab- or he is he's sewn into the DNA of the fabric of the universe uh, the consequences of sin. You sin, there's going to be a consequence. You sin, there's going to be a consequence. And so there are times that we sin, and there are consequences. The consequences of that sin do not remove the fact that he is a good father. I think the argument can be made that they are evidence that he is a good father. But yet, even in our own foolishness, bringing about pain on ourselves, it's still underneath that big umbrella of, okay, you just keep loving me. You, you you just keep focused on on my plan for your life. You keep your eyes on Jesus. May your number one pursuit be, God, I want you to make me like Jesus. Yeah. I'll I'll bring something good out of that pain. Well, and you you made this quote, and I don't know if it was yours or you pulled it from you know Wikipedia or something. I don't know, but like sometimes it's the affliction. <laughs> Wikipedia, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, they have a lot of great right. sermon quotes on Wikipedia. <laughs> that could be a new thing that we start. Anyway, all right, we're moving on. Like the the quote is like sometimes it's the affliction, the hurt, or the pain that's what brings us to our knees. 
um, in prayer, understanding. And you, and you reference Joseph, like in the Bible, in, in the Old Testament, how he went through a lot of things in his life. But at the end of the day, like God made it good. Um, so and I just, it, yeah, and here's the question I've got when it comes to Joseph. I mean, clearly we know Genesis 50, 20, uh, you know, when his when his brothers, after all these years, when they're there and there's great famine going on, and God had placed Joseph in a position of influence, and he was so wise that he even told uh, the uh, uh, the Pharaoh, "Hey, there's a great famine coming, right. so let's go ahead and let's start let's start storing some stuff right. up." And so, anyway, but that's when he says, when when all these years have transpired, that's when he says, hey, what you meant for harm, God, man, God used it for good so that yeah. people so that people can be saved. So here's the question that I've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, at what point in that experience did 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 Joseph flip that switch going from, I can't believe my brother sold me into slavery. Yeah. I can't believe my brothers threw me in a pit. Right stole the one thing that I found valuable. I can't believe, you know, here I am. I'm just trying to work a good job. And right. yo, old crazy Potiphar's <laughs> wife, yeah. here she is. She you knows she'd been scoping me out and, you know, and all of a sudden I'm like, uh-uh, you know, <laughs> nasty lady. I don't want anything to do with you. And, and here I am in prison. I did nothing wrong, yeah. nothing wrong. I'm just saying at what point, I can't answer the question. Scripture really, I guess I could research it out, but at what point? I, I would just say this. So, so many times we, we want the suffering to be, sh- you know, a shortcut to the suffering. Yeah. And, and, and man, don't miss out on the fact that God, man, God's, God's doing a work. God's doing a work. If, if at any point, Joseph had not gone through what he went through. I I believe it would not have gotten him where God needed him to be to save the lives of many. If 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 he had never been thrown into prison, right? Or what if they just sold him into a slave caravan? He had been the greatest servant in the world for Potiphar, right. and everything would have been good. And he would have gotten his, you know, I don't know what what, what would they have given? Not a gold watch, I, I don't know, maybe a, a, uh, a gold a, cup, a gold cup, or yeah, probably not a chariot because he was too low on the totem pole. But anyway, whatever comes along with being a servant to Potiphar, um, maybe a golden pea. I, I have no idea, um, but. It wouldn't. Have, it, I'm just saying. I think. I think so often, and, and we're talking about followers of Jesus Christ, and we'll right, get to this right. that this guarantees limited to those who have a personal relationship with Jesus. But I think so many times, as followers of Christ, our pursuit becomes much more being pain free mm. and being comfortable mm. than what is God? Yeah. What is He working in this yeah. process? That 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 may my prayers be more instead of, hey God, remove this from me. May it be, hey God, make me like Jesus. Wow, yeah, that's make cool. me like Jesus. I'm just saying in Joseph's life, clearly, if any of that would have been a shortcut would have come, then I don't know that he would have been where where he needed to be. Well, and and I think it relates back to your earlier point when you know you reference Philippians where Paul. Paul experienced like Paul had this relationship. He had this knowledge. He had this, he knew, 
he knew God. He knew what he was doing. He knew how he how he worked. And so at the end of the day, Paul could say, "Hey, man, this this stuff is working. God's doing some things, even though I'm in prison. God's working." And I think maybe maybe Joseph had that same experience. Like he knew God. He knew through all those trials and those things going on that God was going to work. And so, well, and 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 here's what I would say to anybody who may be listening to us and. And they're sitting there and they're like, man, I'm going through an incredible time of affliction. And it could be, I mean, it could be anything in the world. Man, my health is failing me or I've got some kind of relationship that, man, I don't know if it's going to make it. Could be a marriage, could be anything. Or uh, I don't know, maybe you're just sitting there and you're like, "Uh, my mind's playing tricks on me. Or, man, I've been faithful to this company for all these years. And, I mean, my goodness, it's like like they have no – no love for me or no help for me or I'm on my way out. I would just say this is keep your eyes on Jesus. Uh, And it may be where you just have to sit there and verbally say out loud, I trust you even in this God. I trust you even in this Uh, continue to move and work. And I will not allow my circumstances Mm. To take my eyes yeah. off of m- my Lord. Yeah, that's discipline right there. Yeah, yeah it's so easy. And, 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 you know, and there are good days, there are bad days, but I think it does. It has to be a discipline. It has to be a consistency mm-hmm. there. Um, and that's the reason why I like to verbally even say things like that out loud. Yeah. There are times where something will happen and I'll go, hmm. You know, and my <laughs> wife, grown? yeah, my yeah. wife gets on to me because I, 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 it seems the older I get, I've gotten. Hmm the more I do that. And it's me just out, you know, letting that groan out because I'm like, oh my goodness, are you kidding me? Mm. Yeah. And then I'll have, to, I'll have to say to myself, it's all right, Jesus, you're still in control. Jesus, you're working something greater than what I can see with these eyes. You're, you're working something greater than what I can feel with this flesh. Jesus, you've never failed me yeah. yet. And I'm just saying to somebody out there listening, Say those words out loud. Yeah. Remind yourself yeah. who he is. He's got that 30,000-foot view, right? We're looking this side. Makes no sense to us. Makes perfect sense to him. Yeah. So still still in verse 28, you know, God's guarantee is, you know, let's go back. God's guarantee is legitimate. God's guarantee lacks nothing. Um, and your third point is God's guarantee is is loving and, you know, uh, you made you made some statement. You made some points to that that everything that happens is not always good, um, and everything is only one part. So I, I kind of got a question on you know the little sub point A here. Um, everything that happens is not always good. So is everything? This may be another podcast topic. Is everything God's will? Everything that happens God's will. Yeah. Well, great question. Uh, the. Books have been written uh, about about that very thing. Let me just stop and say this, and, and I'll answer your question by going this route. All right, go for it. The reason why I laid this out there, sub-point number one, everything that happens is not good by itself. Underneath the overarching characteristic of this guarantee is loving because we have a loving God is I can't tell you the number of times that that people will say, well, you know, if God were a God of love, then you wouldn't have to go through this pain. If God really, really cared for you and he really loved you, then you wouldn't have to suffer like this. And there are folks that even proclaim to speak on behalf of God who will even say, well, if you were an individual of faith, 
then suffering would not be in your life. You just need to have enough faith. You have enough faith, there'll be no suffering. Well, I mean, that flies in the face. Yeah. To Joseph, it flies in the face of Paul. Right. I mean, I mean, we just start laying people out there. Flies in the face of 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 I know my own personal experience. Yeah. Uh, so back to your question. No. No, everything that does not everything that happens is not the will of God. I I give you an example here. We read every day of children being molested. Yeah. That is the will of God? No, he protects the innocent. He, he he's brokenhearted for those that are taken advantage of that can't that can't protect or can't speak up for themselves. No, I mean I I'll I'll never forget early on in ministry, you know, uh, going to the hospital one night, one of our teenagers, great, great kid, man, just a great, great kid, a drunk driver, hit him that night on his way home, killed him. Mm. And um, I can remember one of our students just, they didn't know what to say. Yeah. And they just repeated what they had heard. Well, I guess it was just God's will. No, no, it wasn't God's will. Yeah. Uh, it was the will of the of the evil person who made the decision. I'm going to drink until I get drunk, and then I'm going to get behind the will of a car and I'm going to drive. Uh, no, no, that was not God's will. Um, I would say God's will is not even is is that we don't even that we don't even die. But that is a consequence of sin. Yeah. And the moment that sin entered the world, man, it messed everything up. But His promise is. Even in things that happen that are consequences of sin, I'll work good. Mm. I'll work good. And, and, and the point that I always make is you go back to the model prayer that Christ told us to pray. And let me just say this. When you give us the model prayer, it is not pray this prayer specifically every <laughs> single time. Yeah. I've been there before where, yeah. where bald teens will sit there, oh, yeah. you know, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed yeah. be thy name. And they go through the whole thing at the end. They're like, let's go kick their you know, yeah. and and you're like, hmm, wow. My soccer team growing up, we would do that every time. Uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, <laughs> but the model prayer, what does Christ say to pray? Pray, may your will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. Yeah. And, and, and to me, the simple argument that I always make is, okay, if everything that happens on earth is arbitrarily God's will, then why would Jesus tell us to pray that? Which indicates to me that it's not. This is not some form of speech. This is not just some random thing. Uh, you know, Christ is trying to make some statement that would sound wonderful in Scripture. No, Christ, Christ had importance behind everything he said. Yeah. And so, no, everything that happens is not the will of God, but, but... Everything that happens, it still comes under the scope of his guarantee for those that love him and to those that are called according to his purpose. Yeah. Um, so m- moving into your, your last point, and uh, you, got, you got a little passionate about this last point um, simply because, man, it, it leads right into – a, a gospel conversation and a gospel invitation, which, you know, if, if you come to our church for more than five minutes, you know that we're going to talk about the gospel and point to Jesus as, as quick as we can. 
Um, so God's guarantee is is limited. Um, and you just kind of reference that verse, that, that part of the verse, you know, God's guaranteed is limited. It's not for everyone. Um, but, uh, man, he, he's, he's ready for anyone now to, you know, to, to fall into what it means to, to be a believer and put your hope and faith in Jesus. So I'll let you kind of dive into that, um, last point that God's guarantee is, is limited. Yeah. Based upon Romans eight. 28, it's not a situation to where you can open it up, a Bible, and read Romans 8, 28, and you're like, hey, I claim that right now. Yeah, yeah, I just read it. Yeah, hmm. that's 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 mine. Well, no. No, because he kind of gives some uh, parameters there. He says, first of all, to those who love God. And the question that I posed is, do you have a passionate love for God? Yeah. You know, and we know this that it's impossible to know God unless you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. The Bible makes that clear. If we don't believe that to be true, then forget it. Don't believe a single word the Bible says. Yeah. It's like folks who come along and they say, Well, you know, I believe that Jesus was this awesome teacher, and I believe that Jesus, uh, you know, he was a good spiritual leader, and uh, the inflection that you're using, we should right live now. our life after the, the teachings yeah. of Jesus, yeah. and you're like, you don't have that option. Yeah. You don't have that option, per Jesus' yeah. own words. You know, uh, uh, well, I don't know, was it C.S. Lewis that said, he's either liar, lunatic, or Lord? Yeah. One of the three. Yeah. But the whole thing of yeah, he's a good teacher, we should he you know he would be a great life coach, you know and no, no, one of the three per his own words. And so I go back to here, you know, the Bible says you can't love God unless you have a relationship with Jesus. That's the only way to even come to God. You can't even know God, yeah, unless you have a relationship with Jesus. And when I know him, that is the door that opens up. Mm. Now I love him. Yeah. yeah. Now I love him. And so, That's and then we time. even, yeah. yeah, scripture comes along and scripture's like, hey, by the way, you want to know, you want to know the who's, who really love me? They, they, they obey me. Yeah. They keep my commandments. Oh man. And then, and then the natural by, uh, kind of the, the byproduct of that or the response to that is, but then hang on, I can't be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. We're not talking about perfection. We're talking about my heart's desire. Man, I want to. Yeah. I want to do what Christ has called me to do. Uh, when I don't, I'm broken over the fact that I've not. But my desire, I want to do that. And as I've said before, as I start growing in my relationship with Christ, then I start getting it right more and I get it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. There's a maturation process that happens. But do you have a passionate love for God? And by the way, I would say this. If you're quick to sit there and tell us everybody you hate, but you love God, (laughs) Scripture's even said, now veto that. You can't have hatred in your heart towards someone else and then say you love God. It's It's talking about the difference in a heart where the Holy Spirit dwells and a heart where the Holy Spirit does not dwell. Yeah. Because the Holy Spirit changes everything. So, yeah, the parameters are those who have a love for God, a passionate love for God, and those who say, I want to be like Jesus, because that's what he tells us. His purpose is for our life in Romans eight twenty nine. And next week, we're really going to dig into that a lot more. Yeah. He, he, what is God's, what's God's goal for your life? I mean, I'm going to save you guys. 
What does it cost to listen to our podcast? What would that be? <laughs> oh, wait. It's free. Zero dollars. Zero, so I will save you some money. <laughs> Don't go buy the book that says, hey, by the way, I'm going to tell you what God's plan for your life is. I'm going to tell you what God's will for your life is. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, and, and, I, and I have nothing to do with it. I'm not a, I'm not a very smart guy. It's right here. Yeah. In verse 29, Romans 8, he wants to make you more like Jesus. Mm. He can't make you more like Jesus unless you love him. And you can't love him unless you know him. And you can't know him unless you do have a relationship right. with Jesus. But he wants to make you more like Jesus Christ. And so that's the other part, uh, the other parameter to this guarantee. Yeah. I have a love for God, and I want to be like Jesus. Yeah. He says, okay, you're in that. Guess what? Guarantee. I'll work everything in your life for good and for my glory. Yeah, and, and I think the way you phrase that question is, do you have a persistent longing to be like Jesus? Like I, I just I like that word persistent, like it just adds so much to that to that thought. Um, yeah, it's not just something that I feel yeah. when I'm at camp right. or, you know, ooh, vacation bible school. Whoo, I want to be like Jesus. Yeah. And then the next day you're like, Who? Jesus, yeah. what? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lifestyle. It is. It's a lifestyle. Well, Pastor Stephen, thank you for just diving into that. And, and you close it out, and, I, and I'll leave it to you, or I'll leave it to the people listening to the podcast. Like, do you have a desire to be like him? Um, do you have a desire to be like Jesus? Is that something in your life? And, you know, according to the scripture, like he is ready. He is ready for you now to um, come to the to this knowledge of, of giving your life to Jesus, giving your heart to Jesus. Um, and as always, uh, as as we are here on this podcast and you're listening, know that uh, we are a church that would love to be able to uh, sit down and talk with you about what that means and what that looks like. So, Pastor Stephen, thank you for your time. Thank you for always pointing to Jesus and always being willing to uh, dive into your message week after week. So we will see you next week on The Unchangeable Truth. Hey guys, this is Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today, Unchangeable Truth. Uh, this is a ministry of Highland Park Baptist Church in Panama City, Florida, and we would love for you to visit us if you ever find yourself in the Panama City area. Our address is 2611 Highway 231 North. You can also learn more about our church and its ministry by going to our website, www dot highland and it's h-i-l-a-n-d park dot org there you'll learn more about what we believe what we teach about the gospel of jesus christ there'll also be a sermon archive there so you can go and listen to various sermons over the last several years as always we would love to talk to you about your relationship with jesus christ so feel free shoot us an email info at highlandpark.org if you'd like to learn more about Jesus and what it means to follow him. Our prayers are that you would draw near to Christ, that this podcast would be used to point you to Jesus and to help your faith grow and your walk in grace. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening.